Good morning, everyone. Welcome, welcome to the Sunday recap. We're so glad you joined us today. Welcome in church. You know, uh, guys, you know that we've been having something like somewhere between 120 and 140 people from our church listening to the Sunday recap every week. That's awesome. I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like, wow, that's super cool. So, hey, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank thanks you. For listening. Thank you. Yeah, we, I mean, the, the, the goal with this obviously is not like, you know, this is not, you know, for the rest of the world. This is for people in our church right. and things like that. But we hope that it encourages you and, mm. and that you're blessed by that. So anyway, thanks for listening. Hey, uh, my name is Chris McLaughlin. I'm the discipleship pastor here at Stones Crossing Church. And with me um, is good friend, Ariel Eldridge. How's hey, it going? It's good. I'm glad to be back. I missed right. you guys last yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't the same without you. We almost uh, just shut the whole thing down. That's not true. <laughs> you, you guys did great. You did great. Conversation flowed. Everybody had the same like octave of voice. <laughs> we did. <laughs> yeah, this lower register. Yes, it's fantastic. Oh, oh. man, I almost went British yeah. too. Yep. Yeah, that's no, what happens. I don't know what that means. Mind. Yeah, uh, Mitch is actually out this week. He's on vacation, and joining us uh, this week is Luke Calvert. Luke, yes. welcome in. Yes, I'm pumped to be here. I yeah. love joining the podcast. I love the cheer at the beginning. Oh yeah, although maybe gonna... unworthy. There it is. Oh, oh, I, oh, I didn't have it on. Oh, okay, so, got gotcha. But oh, there it is. There, there it is. is. There yeah. it is. There it is. What's uh, happening? So I hope Mitch isn't jealous, you know, that I got the cheers. <laughs> got and the cheer. I don't know if that's normal for him, you know. Why I'm listening, totally. I don't hear the cheers. So. Totally. No, but thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, what's cool is when you come on, I mean, I think you give a little uh, little bit different perspective. Right. And I think you also um, uh, help us to sort of understand some of the stuff that we're talking about from an angle that um, in some ways can even be helpful for parents mm-hmm. who are um, – trying to talk about some of this stuff with their kids. Um, and so just for a minute, because usually here at the top of the show, we've been, we've been, um, you know, just kind of talking about things that are going on in the Mm -hmm. life of the church. I would like to just ask you what's going on in student ministry right now. What's, what's happening right now? Where, where are you guys going this year? Uh, how has COVID affected you guys? (laughs) What's going on? Uh, I I could probably give you a better answer on how COVID hasn't affected us because I don't know if there's any of those things. Um, but, uh, we're, we're in a unique season of ministry, which is really cool. Uh, our middle schoolers and high schoolers are together. Um, we've started that, uh, May 24th and we've, we've still, still going strong with middle schoolers and high schoolers. And it's been really cool to see, uh, middle schoolers be able to look up to high schoolers, you mm-hmm. know, and worship and, and prayer and, and reading and just even being like, Oh wow, I want to hang out with high schoolers. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember that vividly when I was becoming a freshman, I'm like, I get to be with all the cool kids now <laughs> uh, and realize I'm not very cool. So uh, but that, that's a, that's, that's a sobering, a sobering understanding. Totally, no, but, totally. uh, uh, we, we've joined the church in the go together series and that's been really fruitful. Okay. You guys have been doing go together yeah. with them. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And so for the first time ever, we've, we flip flopped, uh, our scheduling where we do small groups uh, before the message. And right. I think that's it's been helpful because students come in, you know, ready to roll, yeah. ready to, you know, already thinking about where we're headed that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's been cool to see, uh, you know, and we've done a little bit extended small group time so that the students can go through the study. Uh, and and we, we're doing a midweek video where uh, students can just check it out on Instagram or on YouTube and see, uh, you know, kind of the the primer for the primer that is the small group before the message. Yeah. So uh, it's been cool to see that. And then our, our next series, uh, we're starting soon, we're, we're walking through, you know, anxiety uh, and what and how that's kind of, mm. you know, really, really hit our students hard. I was going to uh, say, that's been recently. a very big thing with yeah. a lot of students, especially during the last, you know, seven, eight months. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you seen anxiety play itself out in the life of um, students right now? I think um, it's masked as loneliness. 
that's one thing I think I've noticed pretty quickly is um, you, our students get an anxious and so they shut it down mm -hmm. instead of like look for help. One of like the one of like the the symptoms, if you will, has been like loneliness and like kind of escaping from your community, withdrawing. Yeah, withdrawing yeah. so that you don't have to deal with it or admit it. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but uh, but truthfully, you know, one cool thing that I'll kind of give give a, give a tidbit here and then. Uh, we can go into whatever we have today, but uh, um, our seniors graduated last year, obviously, and we have like a senior night where the seniors can just share, you know, to all the rest of the high school students what really impacted them. Yeah. And I'll tell you, there was like six or seven of them that said, uh, you know, biblical counseling really impacted my my understanding and view of of anxiety and, mm. and, and, and depression wow. and help me give a biblical worldview. I mean, I'm, these are, I'm like, I'm sitting there like cheering, you know, because they, how cool is that? That you, you know, you get, counseling gets this connotation, right? That it's like, oh, you, you're the one that needs help. I'm, I've got it together. Mm -hmm. But they were like, no, seek after help. Seek after biblical help. Right. Um, because it gives you a worldview that changes, you know, your understanding of, you know, you, this isn't a mountain that you can't climb, right? But God wants to come uh, alongside you and help you in that. So, yeah, uh, Keith, Keith, and Kathy Francis, which is one of our biblical counselors, are actually uh, speaking at, uh, in this series. Oh, that's super awesome. pumped about that. That's really cool. Great. Well, hey, if you have a student who is between fifth grade and twelfth grade and mm -hmm. would like to join on uh, Sunday nights, it's from six to seven thirty. Yeah, right? six to seven thirty. Right here have any, the church. Yeah, right here. If you have any questions, mass required. Yeah, mass are required. Yeah. <laughs> um, Still trying to get used to that uh, as a reality, but yeah. every week is a little bit easier. Very so. cool. Well, I, awesome. We're excited about where that's going, and excited yeah. to uh, to just know that you've got um, that you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. So yeah. I'm pumped to be here, and cool. it's an honor to be the student pastor at Stones. Awesome. Well, this week we wrapped up the Go Together series. Um, Let's just start with this overall impressions. What, what do you think, um, how, how do you think that Go Together as a series itself has, um, has, has impacted our church? Uh, what are some, some, some fruit that we've seen from, from the series itself? What do you guys think? Uh, well, as the Connections Director, you know, my mind is always on the body of Christ together. And I think that we've seen some fruit in discussion of um, just seeing how our people are realizing that this is about the body this isn't about just being an island or a Christian by yourself doing the work of mm -hmm. God, but relying on your brothers and sisters that God has placed you in this local context that you can mm -hmm. you can lean on them, um, and that we're pursuing this together because it, it glorifies God when we do it together. Yeah, yeah, and for me, I, I've gotten to see our church. Um, you know, as the student pastor, sometimes I'm not as connected with what what our group's doing, mm -hmm. you know, or what our men's and women's ministry doing, right? Sure. But this this series, it really kind of uh, I got a cool picture of like what all the groups are doing and the different environments that they're doing it in, uh -huh. uh, and like all of one mind and heading the right, same direction. I think has been really cool for me that, to see. Yeah, same here. You know, what, what's interesting from a group standpoint, um, I've I've had a couple of the D group leaders ask me like, could we continue to do stuff where we like are doing a, a study based on the sermon. And I was like, wow, like, I think that's a really great idea, but who's going to write that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, so I'm like, we, we got to have someone that, that could mm -hmm. actually write that week to week, and that's tough to do. Mm -hmm. um, but they they really appreciated the the unity there, mm -hmm. where it's like everyone's kind of focused in the same direction and moving in the same direction. Yeah. Um, and that's huge. I think um, 
Uh, we're still seeing some people bring in their um, their little ping pong balls for mm -hmm. pray and go. Uh -huh. That's still going. Um, so if you haven't done that yet, you can still do that. We have an, another week now, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, go ahead and do that. Bring them this Sunday. Um, but yeah, that, I think that's been a uh, a fun project to take on uh, yeah. as well. So yeah, I, I think there's been a, a lot of really good things just mm -hmm. in a time when when everything felt so disunified. Yeah. You know that we could do something united together. So if you're at home or at church or wearing a mask or not wearing a mask mm -hmm. or whatever, mm -hmm. that you could be a part of it. That's right. Um, so I, I really did appreciate that. Hey, one more thing on that. As a parent, I have just really enjoyed, Luke, getting to do this study with my kids. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So they, since they've been sitting in on, um, on our main service and then talking about the study outside, you know, I sat with Clayton is our middle, our middle guy and, um, and he's 10, and we were just working through this passage where, um, you know, Paul says, don't let, he tells Timothy, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. And, uh, and I looked at him, I'm like, buddy, you're a baptized believer. I'm a baptized believer. I'm not more of a Christian than you are. Did you mm -hmm. know that? Like, you are a disciple maker. Right. right. And uh, what a cool, what a cool way to be able to work through this series of mm -hmm. learning how to go together, that it doesn't matter the age or mm -hmm. stage yeah. that we're all doing yeah. it together. That, that'll preach right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's kind of what Scott was talking <laughs> that's about right. on Sunday. That's Cause, right. Because honestly, it's this idea of like, we're all called to make disciples. That's right. Mm -hmm. And all, all of us being called to make disciples, I think very often we, we come to that, that calling, that mandate. We come to it with a lot of excuses because... Um, I mean, honestly, it's hard. Uh, doing, going, going and making disciples is something that requires a lot of self-sacrifice mm -hmm. and requires you to put yourself out there in ways that make us uncomfortable. Oh, that, yeah. you, know, yeah. uh, what, you know, Scott talked about being bold. Um, and we're not, sometimes we're just not comfortable with that. And so mm -hmm. there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of excuses that, that, come, that come forth with that. But I think just the young idea too mm -hmm. is, is another one that mm -hmm. people may think, oh, I'm too young for that. I'll wait till I get older or I don't know enough or, mm -hmm. you know, I need, to, I need to be able to answer these questions or whatever. You know, there's mm -hmm. all kinds of excuses um, that, we, that we come at this, but you're absolutely right. Like we do not, you know, there's not one of us um, who, you know, as Christians, we all have the, the Holy Spirit within us and there's not one of us that is more, um, ready mm -hmm. <laughs> to be used by God, right. um, ultimately because um, God is the one that does it, mm -hmm. um, and, and it's relying on His work um, that's that's at work in us. So it's just trusting mm -hmm. in Him. So let's dig into this a little bit. So Scott gave us four different, um, he, he said like four different steps to kind of begin making disciples. And these four steps were acknowledge Jesus's mandate is for you. Uh, to accept Jesus's method, which is life on life discipleship. So I want to talk about that a little bit. To appeal to Jesus for boldness, and then to abandon all excuses. Um, before we before we really dive into that, one of the things that I thought was just really fascinating. This is, I think this, this could be really helpful for a lot of our listeners. Is Pastor Scott went to John fifteen eight. So mm -hmm. let's let's maybe flip over. This is near the beginning of the message and. And one of the things that he talked about here in John 15, this is the whole vine and the branches section, um, as, and Jesus is talking to his disciples about this. And, and when you get to um, this section, there's a lot of discussion about bearing fruit, bearing fruit, bearing fruit. And so John 15, 8 says, by this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Mm -hmm. And so um, this idea of, of bearing fruit, he equated it with, with 
um, making disciples, mm -hmm. that, that bearing fruit is actually making disciples. How do we make that leap? Because some, sometimes I think we read this passage and we think bearing fruit is maybe obedience. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe it's like, you know, we look at this and maybe it's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to stop sinning. Mm -hmm. uh, bearing fruit is, you know, doing some other good works, things like that. Mm -hmm. But why would, why might we consider making disciples the fruit that John is talking about here or Jesus is talking about here in John? Yeah, the, the first thing that comes to mind for me is like, I have a lot of these kind of conversations with students and, and, and often I say, you know, how's your faith? And, and the, they'll regurgitate the things they're not doing. Mm -hmm. You know, well, uh, I think I've stopped cussing as much or I've stopped, you know, talking bad about people or I've stopped. Well, really, the, the, what I'm asking is, 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 how is the how is your faith? How is Christ using you to to, you know, the overflow of your life to impact other people? Mm -hmm. But it, immediately we jump and I, I'm just going to second what you said is that we jump to the things. Well, um, I need to fix this. I need to fix that. Yeah. When really through Christ, he's given us the ability now that we have the spirit to share the gospel with people in freedom, knowing that the Lord is going to, you know, going to, going to call people back to himself through the, through us because yeah. he has chosen to use us as the vehicle, uh, to share the gospel with others. I think it's an interesting point cause just cause so, so much of, I think very early in our, uh, oftentimes early in our Christian life, we we're focused so inwardly on ourselves, like, mm -hmm. okay, well, if I'm going to be a Christian, then I need to stop doing X, Y, and right. Z rather than I need to start doing yes. X, Y, and that's Z. Right. And, and sometimes I think what happens is, is as we're so focused inward, it actually makes it harder. Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of like when you go on a diet and you have like a plate of cookies there, and it's like, just don't eat the cookies, <laughs> don't eat the cookies, don't eat the cookies. And all you want to do is just eat, eat the, the cookies, cookies yeah. uh, versus no, I'm going to go eat some healthy food, right. you know, or mm. I'm going to go exercise or I'm going to yeah, do something act, else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, I think with that, uh, I often want to, I want, I want to encourage people that if, if you're waiting for you to get your sin in order, well, then you're going to wait the rest of your life. Right. right. You know, exactly. if, if, if I'm waiting <laughs> to share the gospel when I'm adequate, yeah. I'm only adequate through Christ Jesus, not through Luke Calvert. Mm -hmm. So if, if I know that I'm a believer in Jesus, I put my hope and trust in Christ, I am adequate and I, have, and I am equipped to share the gospel. Mm -hmm. Not because of my actions or because I have my tie straighter than a T, but because the God, God has given me an ability through the blood of the Son that I can share the gospel with other people and that he will you know, use my words and actions to, to you know, bring life out to people. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I was just looking at the passage a little bit deeper here on John 15 and, um, and talking about here, um, Jesus is talking about, I'm the true vine. And he's saying, um, that you're fruitful when you, when you keep my commandments, when you keep the Lord's commandments and mm -hmm. the commandment is that you love others. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the best way to love others is to show them where our bread comes from and, and how we can feast on, on Jesus and on yeah. his word. Yeah. Um, and so I think that leads to discipleship, um, and, and in that way, we're being faithful to to what he's asking us to do here, that commandment. Absolutely. That's really good. And I think you can even, uh, one of the things I was thinking about with this too is we can draw this all the way back to Genesis mm -hmm. as yeah. well. Uh, if you remember one of the, in the garden, before the fall even, there were commands that were given to Adam and Eve as they were in the garden. And one of the very first commands was to be fruitful and multiply. Mm -hmm. And this, this idea of fruitfulness is connected to this idea of multiplication. Now, now originally the, the context of that seems like this is a literal multiplication, right? Okay. So they're to have children and grandchildren and so forth. 
But the point of that is that God is wanting to build his family. Mm. God's wanting to build a, a, a kingdom, uh, right? That, that's, that's centered on him. And this is, uh, no, that mandate is no different today. So, and, and what, I, what I love about this idea is that this, I think, levels the playing field for this mandate for all people. So people who are, let's say, um, too young, you know, to, for marrying age and bearing children, stuff like that. Um, the playing field is leveled. You too can uh, bear fruit and multiply, right? right? By helping others to come to faith in Christ. If, or if you cannot have children, or if you're single, like that, that mandate is, is bigger than just having kids. The mandate is about is about bringing other people. Uh, it's about the harvest. It's bringing other people to faith in Christ. Yes. Um, and it's building that that kingdom that God is seeking to establish. So, mm-hmm. um, so I just think that's a that's huge for for what we're even seeing in that passage as well. The idea of fruitfulness. Well, let's dig into the the four points here. Uh, the first one was to acknowledge Jesus's mandate for you. Um, so. What, what is Jesus's mandate? <laughs> what, what is he talking about? So acknowledging the mandate is for us. I, I want to hop back to this great commission in Matthew, um, Matthew 28. And it's verse 19. It says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And, uh, and so what we see here is, you know, he's... Christ is telling us that we um, are included in this. Um, he's commissioning his his disciples. He's commissioning us as well, um, as this great faith has been passed on to us mm-hmm. through them and through the recording of His Word. Mm-hmm. Um, that we're being commanded to to teach p- other people to observe all that all of God's commands here. Yeah, and, and I think the Matthew passage is a really good one. So He also pointed to Mark one seventeen, which is where Jesus talks to the, the disciples about being fishers of men, mm-hmm. and and I think uh, Ariel. Um, off the air, we talked a little bit about this idea that um, uh, that that maybe this is just a mandate for the disciples, you know, right. for the for the twelve or for these special mm-hmm. people that Jesus has selected. Versus the Matthew passage is a little different because the disciples are there, but there's also lots of other people there too, mm-hmm. and Jesus, you know, other believers that that are a part of that and witnessing his ascension. And so, because of that, I think it widens that mandate uh, broader than just these special you know, 12, 12 yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. or 11 at that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Uh, but, and so, so I think that's important to, to, to just take a minute and realize, oh, you know, I have the same spirit mm. that lives in me than that, than that Peter does, right. that right. Peter did, right. you know, um, or John or whoever. Yeah. And so the mandate is given to me and I have the same power within me. And so, yeah, like, like there's that, 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 Definitely is something that is part of what Christ is asking me to do. Yeah, and I and I think I think I, I always when I'm encouraging people to read uh, 28, you know, here 18 and following, I always encourage them finish it, finish the whole deal, mm-hmm. you know, because teaching them verse 20 says teaching them to observe all that I have commanded. So you're teaching those who you just made disciples yeah, there's a all that I commanded sure. you, and behold, I am with you always, yeah, to the end of the age. Yeah. Yes, I am with you always, yeah. right? He, 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 that the Lord has not just sent us out up a river, you know, in a boat with no oar. Like right. he, he is the one who is keeping us from the water, if you will, and guiding our boat. Yes. So, like he, he promises that he will be with us at all times. Yeah. Guys, we can go 
make disciples in confidence, right? I think so often one of the biggest tripping points to making disciples or sharing your faith or, you know, meeting with people over a cup of coffee and just sharing your story and showing them uh, the truths of Jesus is that you don't feel adequate, mm-hmm. right? I think inadequacy, inadequacy is the biggest stumbling block to sharing the gospel. And we've already mentioned this on this podcast, but the Lord says, I will go with you. He is your adequacy. Right. He is what, man, he, he, he's yeah, all I have. He begins that passage by saying, all authority has been given to me. Yes. Okay. And so him going with you mm-hmm. means a lot Yep. because all authority yep. and all authority mm-hmm. is with him. So. Right. Well, the second thing that that uh, Scott mentioned was that we should accept Jesus's method, and and what he pointed to was this concept of what he calls life on life discipleship. Mm-hmm. Let, let's just unpack what are we talking about there with life on life discipleship. Yeah, for for me, it's it's um, this was the most humbling part of the sermon. I have to be completely honest with you. Um, uh, because what to me, what life on life discipleship is is meeting people where they're at, one on one. You know, doing. Um, you know, for me, it's doing life with people, and in that, sharing the gospel. You know, it's mm. having relationship with people, yeah. and in that relationship, using our relational capital truly to share the gospel with them. You know, there's people I, I'll never forget. I worked at when I was working at uh, FedEx, mm-hmm. uh, and I was doing. I was really working with a ton of non-believers, and. Um, it was me and a deaf pastor uh, that I could really tell. Uh, there was 40 lines, so there was 80 people total, two per line, uh, that I could really tell was the only Christians. And then as the intern, they called me. They just moved me around to all different lines. And so I got to, I mean, I'm standing with them for eight hours at a time yeah. and uh, trying to share the gospel with them. And I'm sitting there stumbling over my words. When I'm like, I'm a pastor. I should get this figured out. But the truth <laughs> is that they, God doesn't promise that I'll say it perfectly. You know, um, so life on life discipleship in December, uh, this past December, um, I said, I was really convicted of, I, I'm not, I'm not sharing the gospel uh, with people I'm doing life with. Yeah. And so I said, I asked the father, I said, you know, the Lord, you, you, you want to use me. Um, here's my week and here's my openings. Mm-hmm. This is, I'm open every morning. I'm open some Thursday nights. Uh, I want to use that time to mm-hmm. share the gospel. And truly I was like, who do I, who, who, who am I friends with? Who do I know that needs to know the, the Lord? Who do I know that knows the Lord and, and wants to continue to grow in? And so I just packed, you know, not not to say, oh, look at me, but I'm trying to say Monday through Thursday, uh, what days can I, or what times can I use to share the gospel? And so I just started meeting with people. I'm just mm-hmm. trying to take it practically. Just started meeting with people and say, hey, I want to share the gospel with you. I want to be, I want to be um, there for you as a sounding board for the faith, mm-hmm. uh, and kind of just trying to use my time and place for the glory of God. Right. You know, what's interesting about this is I think we can, we can understand life on life discipleship is, is really being this disciple making that's done in the context of a relationship. Mm -hmm. And this is really, um, in contrast to a (laughs) disciple making philosophy that is kind of from a distance in Mm -hmm. a sense, if if you think about it that way. So, um, and like, and I'm not, I don't want to like downplay other people that do this sort of stuff. Like, you know, if you, People start a YouTube channel and they're and they're teaching about things or or um, trying to like have like a wider net type of type mm-hmm. of ministry type of thing like that. But um, I think there's a place for that and there's good things that come from that. But what we're seeing here is that that's not really the way that Jesus did it. Jesus did have a wider a wider ministry, but the 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 bigger focus of his ministry was on these twelve men, mm-hmm. and 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 that is 
um, I think, key for us as we're looking at what are we being called to do? Um, and we can just kind of stop and say, all right, well, let's, let's, let's pour our, like you're saying, pour our energy into the people that God has already placed in our life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think that looks like um, people you, for students you sit next to in class. Yeah. Um, you know, for adults, it's you know, who do you work with? Um, who in your family do you know and love that might not know Jesus? Mm-hmm. Um, it's really practical. Now, oftentimes, uh, I think in Life on Life Discipleship, why we probably likely like to, like Chris said, maybe cast the wider net is that you don't hear the, the pushback sometimes from the wider net. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes if it's a family member uh, who, who you're trying to share the gospel with and they push back, it's like, okay, I've got to deal with this, like, this, this contrast between uh, I love them and I'm here for them and I want to share the gospel with them and they just push back on me. Right. What do I do now? Right. Um, so in, in, And I think truly understanding discipleship is not often... Um, God doesn't say, go and share the gospel and every time you talk about me, it'll work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, you, you will find fruit every time you work. In fact, the fruit is us going and sharing the gospel, right? That uh, the Lord's you know, word never returns void, um, but that doesn't mean every time you share the gospel, they're just going to drop dead. Oh, yep, yep, I want to I follow, right? Uh, so, I, you know, there's yeah. plenty of times I've been rejected with a couple words in. <laughs> and it's like, okay, but this is, this is okay. you know, I'm being, I'm being true to the commandment of go and share the gospel um, and that the Lord will do the rest. Right? Yeah. You know, um, to get really practical, you could say to another person, maybe at work or whatever, do you, do you want to just read the Bible with me at lunch? Mm. Like, I just want to, mm-hmm. I want to grow in this area, and I wondered if you'd be interested in reading with me. Mm. Um, and then you guys sit down, and then you start having conversations about what you see in the world right now that is is the same today as it was, you know, thousands of years ago. Um, and and I think that's a really good opportunity to start yeah. talking about the gospel. Absolutely. Well, the next thing that Scott got into is this idea of appealing to Jesus for boldness. Uh, wow. Okay. So I, as, as I was listening to Scott, I was like, this is great. This is, you know, right from Acts four, um, this, this amazing prayer that the, that the disciples pray, the apostles pray at the same time. I'm thinking this Mm -hmm. is one of the most terrifying prayers Mm -hmm. that we could ever pray. Um, so what is, what, what is it within us that fears doing this? I mean, I mean, let's just kind of dig into that a little bit. Why? Why is it that we are, first of all, why is it that we are not bold when mm-hmm. we go and, and tell people? And why should we be praying for this kind of boldness? I mean, do we want that mm. for yeah. our life? You know? Well, here in the passage, um, can I read this really yes. quick? Just yeah. Acts 4.13. Yeah, perfect. says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished, and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I don't know. When I first read this, I thought, well, maybe they're, they're realizing their status isn't high. They know they've been plucked out of trades work. They know that they have only walked with him for three years. How could they possibly know everything there is to know? And I, I get hung up by this too. Sure. What if somebody asks me a question that I don't know the answer to? Mm-hmm. I'm going to look like a fool. I've been a Christian since I was in third grade, and I don't know the answer to that. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do about that? Well, you know what? I needed to come to the, the moment to say, okay, it's okay to say, I, I actually don't know. Let me go check it out. Let me mm-hmm. go see what I can find out. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate when people say that to me. And and if we have seminary professors, Luke and I were in a class this last week that said, I don't know. 
then I can trust that it's okay for me to say yes. that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Isn't that, isn't that Absolutely. The truth? That was refreshing. It isn't that the That's truth. That's really good. And one, I think one of the coolest parts about that um, 413 there is that, and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they didn't recognize that they had it all together. They didn't recognize that they had all the answers, like you're saying, Ariel. Oh, mm-hmm. see, now you're, now you're just preaching. They recognized that they had been with Jesus, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the good, That's that, that just gets me so fired up, you know, yeah. because... Man, Jesus is my confidence. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, and even going down a little bit further. So you go down to verse 23. Um, this is the believers are all together and they begin to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they pray to, to our sovereign Lord. And, and it starts in, in verse 24. But you jump down to 29. This is their prayer. And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness. Mm. So like, they're, they're, they're like, you know, we, we were bold, but we recognize that that boldness is something that came from you. Mm. And this is, and this is where I, I think this is, um, uh, where this all stems from is that the boldness that we have when we are going to speak with, with people actually is stemming from a place of faith. Mm. Um, it, it's, 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 it's really answering the question here. Do, do I really believe mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And do I believe it so much that I know that this gospel message is the, the very truth and that it is people's only hope for salvation? I mean, if we really believe that, if we really believe that, that should then drive us it, it drive us to go and do this sort of thing. The, 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 I think the, the, the problem is sometimes we, we come to a place of like, you know, I, I believe it, but there's still inklings of doubt or there's, there's these, these places where I'm just kind of like, I'm not, I'm not super sure. And so I, I want to I dig into the idea of faith there just for mm-hmm. a moment because I think there's a couple things that we can do if you find yourself in that situation where you're like, okay, I, I believe it, but it's not really driving me to want to speak it all the time, you know? Um, so the first thing that I, that, that I would say is uh, prayer, uh, just like yes. what, what they're saying, what they're doing here in Acts 4, praying for boldness, but it's praying for faith. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's praying for faith. And that seems like a weird thing to pray for, but um, it's something that when you read through scripture, faith is something that God gifts to us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, and, and it even says that, that God gives it to us in different measures, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. And so... So when we're praying for faith, we're, we're recognizing we have some, mm. um, and we're you know and and of course we're saved and all and all that. So that that's not what we're talking about. What we're, but what we're saying is, God, would you give me more? Mm. Would you give me more faith? Um, so when we're praying for boldness, that's what really that's really what we're praying for. We're praying for more faith that we would really believe this so much that we couldn't help but go and speak mm. uh, and and preach the gospel. Um, but the other thing too is, I think this is a great place for Christian apologetics. Yeah. Um, uh, sometimes, sorry, I'm, I'm just like talking a lot here, but, uh, <laughs> but, but sometimes, um, I think we think that Christian apologetics is like the main place of it is to try to like go and win unbelievers mm-hmm. and like, try to like, you know, preach at them until they, you know, they, uh, come to faith in Christ and we are like arguing them into heaven or something, mm-hmm. but that's not what really apologetics is about. Actually, the main function of Christian apologetics is to help to undergird your own faith, that's right. that you would be able to stand confidently on these truths. And so I think um, doing a little bit of digging into Christian apologetics is a really great place to start to undergird your own faith so that you would say like, okay, I believe this now so much 
that I can't help. Like what, what they say in Acts 4, I cannot help but go mm. and preach the gospel. Yeah, for me, for me, it, it brings me right to Romans 12, 2. Um, it says, Romans 12, 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, then you will be able to test and approve what, what is God's will, his good and pleasing and perfect will. Mm-hmm. For me, you know, really a love for the word uh, is what kind of really uh, gave me confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I'm reading the word, I'm reading the, 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 you know, the, the inspired scriptures that the Lord is speaking to me through the word. And I'm actually gaining confidence through the reading of the gospel, through the reading of the scriptures. And when I gain that confidence, I'm, I've got, you know, for a lack of a better term, I've got the ammo, you know, and now I'm ready, you know, the, the, I'm being built up into the Lord. I'm not being, you know, blown by the wind of the doctrine of this world. And we've got plenty of doctrine of the world, right? <laughs> so if yeah. you, you know, just search on Safari, you'll find something that can convince you otherwise. Yeah. But our rock is the word of God. Uh, that speaks about our Savior and gives us the confidence. So as our, as, how many times, guys, as pastors and, 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 and as, you know, staff, do we say, how many times we learn something and can't not teach it? Right. You know what I mean? Right. I learn these things. I'm like, I, I've got to tell somebody. Uh-huh. I've got to tell, it's so good. This is so good. They got to know. Mm-hmm. They got to know right now. Who yeah. is it? Well, oh, sorry. I've scrolled through my phone. Hey, man, listen. <laughs> you know, because it, the gospel is so sweet and so good that pe- if I love people, they have to know it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, Yeah. He's a preacher. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? So Scott talked about, I'm going to go into the abandon all excuses, number four. Yeah. Um, That witnessing with your life, it it, it is necessary to use words and to go back to what Luke was talking about. um, You know, life on life discipleship sometimes is mistaken for fellowship with other believers. Mm -hmm. And we think, okay, we're doing life together. We're going about our busy schedules together and we have dinner together every once in a while. And that's life on life discipleship. It isn't. That is fellowship and that is glorious and good and God honoring. However, it is not discipleship and discipleship has to include the words the words mm-hmm. where you're talking about um, the scriptures, you're talking about the gospel, you're talking about gospel things, um, and you're teaching each other, you're sharpening each other. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so in the very, f- like the intro week to the Go Together series, this is what Mitch uh, preached on. It, and this is out of Romans 10. And I mean, it, it's just, you know, you read this passage and it's just so clear. So he says, um, this is Romans 10, verse, starting at verse 13. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord mm-hmm. will be saved. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So there, there's, the, there's the groundwork. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Then how will they call on him in whom they have not believed? Okay, so you got to believe in him. And how are they to believe in him of whom they've never heard? Okay, so you got, you got to hear him. Okay, so how are they to hear without someone preaching? Oh, so now you need people preaching. You need people telling <laughs> right. people the gospel. And how are they to preach unless they are sent? And so you'd have so the you know Paul's appeal here is like send me, send me. Mm-hmm. I want I want to go to Spain. So um, <laughs> what he's getting to. So then he he concludes. He said, listen. So faith faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ or through. I mean, essentially that's another word for the gospel. Um, our role is to go out and to tell people the gospel and faith does not come by any other means mm-hmm. than through the preaching of the gospel. Amen. Yeah. Hey, Chris and Ariel, would you, um, I hope this isn't a sidebar. Uh, if I'm someone listening and I'm, I'm, I'm like, yes, 
yes, yes, yes, yes. I want to do this. Um, where, 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 where's a good place to start in the scriptures, to start getting fed by the word? You know, if that's not something, a weekly rhythm of mine, I might be thinking like, I get it. I want to, but where should I go? Where, you know, mm-hmm. How do I start this journey of like being fed by the word and then going and sharing, mm-hmm. you know, where, where would you start? Yeah, I um, I had the honor of getting to speak to Moms Crossing this week about this this topic, um, because it was something that I struggled with when I was younger, just trying to understand. Younger by I mean like five years ago. Mm. <laughs> yeah, when I was like right, three yeah. months ago, I was I younger. Mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. and I mean if this encourages you, I was an adult, obviously, and um, a parent, and a wife, and had been going to church since I was a little baby, and I didn't know the Word of God, and I didn't know how to read it. And when people would tell me to go have a quiet time, I was like, uh, okay, okay. Does that mean I just be quiet? Yeah, I just be <laughs> quiet and I read the word and I don't understand it. And that's what I thought the extent was. Um, and so what I did first was I prayed for faith mm-hmm. and I prayed for um, a love for God's word. And man, he just dumped it on me, He mm-hmm. dumped it on me. And I'm yeah. so grateful. Um, and so I would say anywhere in the Bible is a good place to start. But I would say, don't start by yourself. Mm-hmm. Start in community. Yeah. Start in community. That's so helpful. Um, and we've got lots of opportunities here to jump into, but if you ever have a question about how you can do that, talk to Chris or to Luke or to myself or to Mitch or anyone on our staff or even, you know, any of our leaders, our elders, they would love to point you in some good directions mm-hmm. with some practical tools. Yeah. Or just grab a friend too. Grab a friend. Yeah. Like, just like we're saying, like, maybe it's, you're at a place where you have those people at work and you're like, hey, like you said, during mm-hmm. lunch, you just want to read the Bible together. Mm-hmm. You know, you might not be, you mean you might not feel further along than your friend is, but that's okay. Yeah. It yep. doesn't, it, it, you know, because the spirit lives in you mm-hmm. and the spirit will work and guide that conversation um, in the midst of all that as well. Yeah. One, one passage that, one, or I, I'd say one book of the Bible that if I was going to point people to, if they were going to kind of start really digging into this is <laughs> so I'm going to give you two. So one is the book of Acts. I think the book of Acts is a great place to start with, with some of this. It's a great story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what you see there is the um, the authority of Jesus through throughout the whole book. You mm-hmm. see the ministry of Jesus continue, but continuing through people, through a- average people. And that's what is still happening now. Right. And so th- I think it's a great place to start. The other is um, honestly, and it's a little bit of a tougher book to read, but it's the book of Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. And I, I say that because there's a lot of parallel between what Jeremiah is doing and what was happening in the book of Acts. And- um, So read both. <laughs> well, yeah, but, the, but, but here's the thing that I love about Jeremiah is that in Jeremiah, he's, he's called to this ministry, okay, where he's gonna go and he's gonna preach and God says, and he's like, all right, how long am I gonna do this? He says, you're gonna do this for 50 years. He's like, okay. But, he also, but God also told him, oh, and by the way, you're not gonna have one single convert. Yeah. <laughs> I know when you said Jeremiah, I was like, oh, womp, womp. Yeah. But no. Yeah. A- but, but here's what I love about this is because it, it reminds us that the fruit truly belongs to the Lord. That's right. Yes. You know, and that it's not up to us uh, to convince people. I mean, we, we do our best. We, 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 we preach the gospel. We tell them the truth. But it's not up to us to try to change their mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately, the fruit belongs to the Lord. And, um, and so our job is truly just to be faithful mm-hmm. to... Uh, to what uh, God is calling us to do, like we're talking about here, faithful to the calling, the mandate that he has on us, faithful to that life-on-life discipleship, investing in people, faithful to be bold and sharing, um, mm. you know, sharing the gospel with them. That's our calling. That's right. Um, and what God will do through that is truly up to him. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but we want to be found faithful at can't, the end. Can't we have so much confidence in what you just said? I know we talked about confidence a lot today, <laughs> yeah. but the, the word of God gives us the confidence to go out and to share the word of God that the me, you know, we, we aren't the end, that the Lord is the end, that he will work. And if he does, then we praise him. And if he doesn't right away, you, and we planted a seed, then we'll praise him as well. Yeah. And if that person looks at you and rejects what, anything you have to say, if you want to read the Bible at lunch today, no, why would I want to read the Bible? Oh, well, listen, <laughs> we are faithful to the word of God. We go and we preach yeah. uh, through our life and through our words. Uh, and we say, God, the rest is up to you. And I actually have a little, I don't think I can, I don't think I can lay it out here, but I actually have a little argument as to why that actually still honors God okay. as well. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, <laughs> but, no, yeah. I'm a, but it I, is I am agreeing. Yeah, it, it's, that's, uh, that's yeah. right. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. So, yeah. So last thing I would say is this, uh, it, it's a good time to just talk about how this, you might get your feelings hurt. I just thought I would throw Word. this out. <laughs> you might get your feelings hurt. And I just want, want to prepare you that that's okay. That's okay. Our feelings belong to the Lord too. Mm -hmm. You know, he can redeem those. And, um, you know, what you're doing is you're being faithful and, um, and, and he honors that. But I'm going to tell you that, um, Christ got his feelings hurt. I'm sure a billion times mm -hmm. over knowing that he loved the people that he was ministering to. That's right. And, um, and so we join him in his, in his sacrifice and, and we are faithful and we, mm -hmm. and we walk with him. Well, and, and I think that's exactly what Jesus tells us in John, I think it's John 17, where he go, where he tells us how, you know, remember that when you're rejected, it's not, they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting me. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And if the world rejects me, they will certainly reject you too. Absolutely. And so, so yeah, I think that we can share in the sufferings of Christ in that way, but then also um, we could take comfort from the Lord because he knows exactly yeah. what you're going through. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. Cool. Well, hey guys, thanks for the good conversation today. Uh, hopefully this was helpful for all of you guys listening as well. Uh, like always, we want to just let you know if you have any questions about anything that you heard on the podcast, reach out to us. We'd love to chat with you. All of our email addresses and contact info is on the website, stonescrossing.com. So reach out to us and let us know how we can help you. Because if we don't know the answer, we'll we'll go find it, right? That's right. That's, we'll, that's right. We will search. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So thanks for listening. And we're looking forward to uh, having you listen next time on the Sunday recap. <laughs>